1: Welcome to the Thunder Buddies podcast. I'm Joe Massado, joined by Barry Trammell, here to recap the season finale. Um, it's it's uh, it's finally over. The Clippers beat the Thunder one thirty-eight to eighty-eight. A fifty-point win for the Clippers is the biggest in franchise history. Um, a fifty-point loss for the Thunders, not even the biggest loss of the season. Um, Barry, th- this was just a game. Going into it, we knew that you know the Thunder wanted to position themselves to lose this game. It was important, especially with what you had earlier in the day, Detroit lost, Indiana lost. Those were the two teams bookending the Thunder. If the Thunder beat the Clippers tonight, somehow, some way, Oklahoma City and Indiana would be tied for fourth in the upside down standings. Um, So by losing this one, they uh, are solo fourth and they went to great measures to do it. Yorgos Kalizakis played all 48 minutes Mark Dignall did not make one substitution in the second half. That's five guys playing 24 minutes. And for the game, only six guys played. So quite the ball game, Barry.
0: You're too young to know anything about what I'm going to speak on, St. Joe. But I'm going to do you some educating
1: here. Yes. School is in session.
0: Have you ever heard of uh, dance marathons? Uh, Dance marathons.
1: Yeah, I I think so. You have? Yeah
0: They're they're basically from the 1930s
1: To like raise money and stuff?
0: (laughs) Uh, No, these were like to win money Okay These were were competitions um, In which people would dance And you'd dance all night And end of the day And last couple standing won And they made a movie about it in the 70s The name of the movie was They Shoot Horses, Don't They? And Watching these Thunder guys, I thought thought of that. Can we put these guys out of their misery? Can we end this season? I don't mean shoot them, literally, although, for crying out loud, GK might have have had some suicidal thoughts after missing that wide-open dunk. But uh, these guys just, they needed to be put out of their misery because they were sacrificial lambs here this last week. They went to L.A. to play those two games. And this game in the game in Utah as well, you know when they, when when Sam Sam Presti signed those three guys, GK Xavier Simpson and um, and then uh, Melvin Fraser, we kept I kept going. What's he doing? They seem quite capable of losing with the guys they have, but Presti, he made sure of it. I tell you, he just yeah. wanted these leave, last three. Leave he no took, doubt. Leave no doubt, and you know the, these poor guys you know four, five of them play all all 24 minutes in the second half um, they just had to be worn out and frankly that's sort of the theme of what you're talking about we're all worn out by this season yeah and very glad it's over
1: well you know and, and they it's crazy you look at the bench you've got lindy water sitting over there jeremiah robinson earl aaron wiggins Alexei pokashevsky Teo Maladone. Those are the guys they were basically trying to tank with a couple of weeks ago. You know, even after Shea went down, even after Giddy went down, and now you see those guys, and it's like, okay, what else they can? What what else can they do? It's like, well, whoever whoever hasn't been called up by the OKC Bluelet Blue yet, let's see what they can do. And that's how that's how they got these guys. They they won a couple of games. They probably had no business winning. And and I think you put it right, like. Sam Presti in the front office did everything possible to, you know, while still putting five guys on the floor, sometimes only five guys uh, for for a whole half, like he he ensured they lost these last couple of games. And you look at the lottery standings and they, they finish fourth, they'll have a 12.5% chance at the number one pick. Um, Thunder fans might get some PTSD from this one, but uh their highest odds at each pick, or their highest odds of any one pick is to to get number six again which you know they lucked out with Josh Giddy at number six but certainly it would be a huge disappointment if the Thunder fell to number six on lottery night um you know I think anything outside the top three would be a disappointment especially with how this the season went
0: yeah um uh... Thunder sort of got out of it. you know, they, they got out of a get-out-of-jail-free card last, this past season with Josh Giddy. and, you know, it, uh, the way some people are going to look at it, and somebody might be me, whoever they pick, when you look at them in the future, particularly early, you say, this is, this is the reason we suffered through such a miserable season. So that the Thunder could draft fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Last summer was Josh Giddy, and you know what? In retrospect, you say, you know what? Okay. But if you draft in sixth again and you get a player who's not quite as productive as Giddy, it could it could go bad. Um, I don't detect a lot of patience for another year like this from from anybody, and. It, it reaches the theater of the absurd this last few weeks where you mentioned it, where Lindy Waters all of a sudden is too good to play. A guy that's a fringe, you know, a year ago was a fringe professional player.
1: Yeah, and, and Poku, who. And Poku, like, yeah. Like we, we, we don't even know if he's an NBA player, but he's yeah. too good and, to play.
0: Right, so at some point this has to end and, and the Thunder's got to. Dis- Doing something else, like, like trying to win and, and play their guys. We've sort of forgotten what that's like.
1: So I, I will say, just to interrupt for a second, you say that you don't sense an appetite for this to go on another year. I I mean, I don't really sense that from the team or from the front office. Like, I think it's totally dependent on what happens. Oh yeah, on, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm with you. On, I'm talking about fit the fans. Yeah, fans. It's, but, but I would tell the fans, it, it all depends on lottery night. Like The Thunder are going through this process to get the top pick, the best pick they can possibly get. If they get one, two, or three and Chet, Paolo, or Jabari Smith is that transcendent guy that they're going to build around and all of a sudden you're looking at Shea and Josh Giddey as is, is secondary and tertiary pieces, well then you've got to then you've got a squad. Then you're not worried about, okay, we have to draft high again in 2023. But where this could come into play at the end of next season is if they get, you know, six or seven on lottery night, and that six or seven isn't as good as a Josh Giddey, well, then I think that puts even more pressure on the front office to get a high pick in 2023, or else, else, like everything you've done, all the suffering fans have gone through in the last two years will be for nothing.
0: Well, I agree, but one problem you have is the Thunder. This is not – I think we know this is not a – raw. how many games did they win, 23 or 24? What did, I think it was day? 24. Okay. This is not a 24-win team. Now, you can argue it's a 30-win team and you're not far off. But, you know, when you've got, when you've got SGA and Dort and Giddy, um, you know, Trey Mann coming on, it's, you got to work. you got to work at it to have one of the three or four worst records. So and next
1: year is going to be even harder because yeah, all exactly. of these guys are going to be one year better, one year older. I, think, I really think their best chance next year is like maybe that's when you go all in on trading some of the picks to try to move up or, you know, you finish seventh or eighth at the end of the year and hope, hope you get really lucky and jump up to one, kind of like the Pelicans did.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I agree. So, uh, but hopefully the lottery will provide some some dividends here. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit of a, a staging process. Everybody's going to be excited about the lottery if 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 the ping pong balls fall Oklahoma City's way. But the truth is, you know, the real the real test is in June when the pick is made. Um, the lottery balls don't guarantee you anything. you got
1: to get lucky twice.
0: Yeah, you got to know what you're doing. You'd rather know what you're doing at six than not know what you're doing at three, is the truth. So um, we'll have to see. But uh, this, this was an interesting season for about, what, two-thirds of it. It was still an interesting season. This last third of the season has just been insufferable.
1: Yeah, so... I agree with you. Like, there, there were fun parts of the season, and I know it's easy to be pessimistic now. But, you know, the, really the first half of the season, at all points, there was, there was something to look forward to, especially when Shay and Giddy were playing. When Shay was out, Giddy was really good. We only saw a little bit of them together. Um, and then when Giddy went out, Shea, Shea went to a whole nother level um, after the All-Star break before he was shut down. Um, and we got to see that. But since Shea has gone down, it's been a total slog. There's no other way around it. Like, there are cool stories. Xavier Simpson's a cool story. Melvin Frazier Jr. is a cool story. I'm really glad these guys got a chance to play NBA games. But I mean, it is what it is. They were totally non-competitive and, and non-competitive on purpose. And I totally understand that, but that doesn't mean it's you know easy to easy to watch or stomach.
0: It's a little bit of a blight on the game um it's a it's an indictment of the NBA in a lot of different ways if this is what they're going to you know that product on the field on the on the court tonight was not that's not what the NBA should be about and what no. the thunder's been doing for the last i don't know 3 weeks is not what the NBA should be about if you discover an interesting talent about like Lindy Waters you know what you ought to be able to he he ought to be playing he shouldn't be sitting so um I've told you he's the only thing keeping
1: me sane NBA wise the last month but um I'm thankful for Xavier Simpson because the hook shot kept me a little sane. <laughs> also, also Jalen Horde averaging like 48 rebounds a game has, has kept me a little sane. Here, here's a question I have. How did these
0: guys, particularly these, let's see, not Kretschke because he was actually playing
1: yeah. those GK, other four. Simpson, Frazier, and Horde.
0: Yeah, those four guys. What were... What's well, really going through their head, and and I know they appreciated the opportunity. You know, they got to play in the NBA games. They got. To they play also got a paycheck. Yeah. So, but do they feel a little sheepish?
1: I don't knowing,
0: knowing that they're part of a, a ruse or whatever word we want to put on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've thought about this a lot actually because these guys are smart. They know what's going on. Like they they're probably aware that the Thunder's tanking and that they're playing 45 minutes and exclusively them because that gives the Thunder the best chance to lose. I think they probably are aware of that. Now, I also think a common denominator among NBA players is confidence, and I think any opportunity these guys get, they want to show what they can do. So, like, no matter – even if they know the situation, I think they're saying – oh, well, to to heck with that. We're going to go out there and I'm going to try my best for 45 minutes and put up a ton of points and grab rebounds and and try to put up numbers and impress not only the Thunder but 29 other teams. Like, I think they could still be aware of the situation but also, like, appreciate the opportunity because if it wasn't for a situation like this, they wouldn't be playing in the NBA right now. That's, you know, that's probably true.
0: And, you know, somebody like like, – Xavier Simpson, Simpson and GK and Melvin Frazier, I don't expect to ever play in another NBA game. Um,
1: uh, yeah I'd be I'd be fairly stunned. Horde, I, Horde can get a, a Horde, shot. Horde might a shot. be a
0: player. I don't know if you know nobody really was rushing to get him after last season when the thunder played him quite a bit, but he can actually. You know, if you if you watch if you watch these games with a with an independent eye and no no memory, I mean you'd pick Horde out as a guy that's on the lower end, but you wouldn't say oh, that guy's terrible, that guy could never play. No. Those other three, you'd probably say that.
1: You know, yeah, and when you when he's on the floor with those other three, you wouldn't group all of them together. You would no. think Horde was a level above. Yeah, exactly.
0: So um, well, they probably do appreciate it, and they they get some they get some memories. Xavier Simpson, I think he hit three hooks
1: tonight, didn't he? I think he Man, hit threes. It's the most incredible thing ever. And he also airballed one, but heck, you know, we'll take that. That's not a bad poor, ratio. Poor GK, that that blown dunk was about as bad as it gets.
0: And you could tell the Clippers felt sorry for him. Luke Kennard yeah. was consoling him, and. Um,
1: Well, the whole arena was laughing pretty much. So people felt bad for him.
0: Yeah. It it was not good. It was not good. Um, So, and and poor Kretschke's out there playing. I mean, he's a guy that's been playing, you know, in some real games. So it's just an unfortunate situation. I don't know what to do about it, but...
1: um, well, well. Luckily, we don't have to think about it for a little bit, a little bit longer now. Um, but yeah, I I think it's a fair question, and and one we should probably ask Sam Presti in his exit interview next week is, you know, everyone's talking about these are the these are the rules. This is the NBA's fault. Like, I'm I'm all open for whatever anyone suggests as a as a way. Like, the Thunder does not prefer, you know. I don't think they sit around thinking, oh, man, I can't, we can't wait to lose all of these games and, and get blown out because that's, the, that's our best chance of landing a top pick. Like, again, they would love if people lined up to come to them in free agency. They'd love if a star player would force his way to Oklahoma City. That's simply not happening. Um, so until then, that's going to be how this goes. And uh, I'd be interested to see if he, if he has any resolutions or, or any ideas that people have about how to change the system
0: yeah and I'm sure there'll be talk about it, but I doubt there will be much oh what's the word um it won't it won't it won't have much momentum from a good number of the teams you know Sam used to talk about the tanking rules or the or the tanking situation, even when the thunder was riding high the the thunder did not want to did not want to Change the lottery system. They wanted to re- retain that option to rebuild through the draft and do it by, you know, maximizing your lottery balls. Yeah. And lo and behold, three, four, five years later, the Thunder's. That's exactly where they're at.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: this was an extreme case. Heck, I don't know. Maybe we we know Portland's done much the same thing. I don't think Detroit necessarily, or or. Orlando or Houston has. I
1: I was watching uh Indiana finish the season on like a ten game losing streak and I was watching their game against Brooklyn and like they had Halliburton out there, healed, like all of their guys, and they've just been that bad, which is like crazy. Yeah. Um and is that a good thing for the Thunder that they've
0: really sort of had to try to be this bad?
1: Uh is I that, guess. Is, is that a good thing I, for the I, Thunder? I, I guess I, I guess it's good to overachieve. I don't know. Yeah, well I mean I don't know. I think I it's know. a sign of some function, but yeah, I don't I don't know. There's there, there's not a great way to do it. Um, there we have exit interviews coming up on Tuesday. So we're gonna talk to Mark Dagnalt and, and all the players um, to to just recap this the season. So we'll probably pod after that. But before we leave tonight, I want to play a little game with you because I was uh, just looking at, so we're talking strictly season totals, not per-game totals, but season totals. I'm going to ask you who you think led the Thunder in these categories just because I was randomly looking some up tonight. We'll call this this the Theo Maladon game. Yeah, exactly. Theo Maladon, who led the Thunder in total minutes last season, um, which is a great trivia question. Okay, Barry. Who led the Thunder in games played this season? I'm going to say Darius Bazley. One for one, Darius Bazley with 69 games. Only three players played more than 60 games. Can you name the other two? This is tough. I'm glad I'm the one asking questions and you're the one answering. I would expect you to, right. to not you Get the, Poku. Yeah, I'm ready. How about Poku? Poku is one.
0: Okay, <laughs> that means it's not Roby. It's not uh, it's not Giddy. I don't think it's Dort. Part of the problem is
1: I can't remember who's on the roster because they haven't <laughs> played been, in
0: so dang long.
1: It's been a while. He's a rookie. Oh, Trey Mann. Trey Mann. Trey Mann played Trey in Mann. 60 games.
0: Well, there you go. That's a Trey All man. right.
1: This this is this is the actual Teo Maladon game. Who led the Thunder in total minutes?
0: Well it's gonna to have to be uh SGA's still a contender. I think it's gotta be SGA or Baisley.
1: Man, I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna trip you up with this, this one. It's oh. Shea Gilders-Alexander yeah. okay. uh, with 19.42, despite only playing in 56 games. Darius yeah. Baisley appeared in 13 more games than SGA did, um, but he finishes with 19.24. And then third is a long ways off. It's Josh Giddy at 1,700 minutes. Um, all right, so uh, let's well, they see. Played, you know, they, here's the problem, St. Joe.
0: They played 20 guys this year, I think. I think they've used 20 players. Maybe 20, more. 26. 26 players. They finished the year with like 18 or 19 on the roster because of all the
1: exceptions they've gotten and the two-way stuff. Do you, the, do you know that Rob Edwards appeared in two games this season? I did not know that, no. Scotty Hobson appeared in one. Uh, Paul Watson appeared. In nine. Yep. Jalen Horde played in seven Deck in seven and then all these all these other new guys. Alright, who led the thunder in total rebounds?
0: I am going to say Darius Basley.
1: Darius Basley, but not by much. Who was number two? Uh, I'm gonna say Josh Giddy. Golly, Bear, you're incredible at this game. It's Josh Giddy. He had 421 rebounds. Darius Beasley had 436. If you do it per game, uh, well, Jalen Hort's name came to the top. <laughs> Josh Giddy. <laughs> Josh Giddy had 7.8 rebounds per game to Darius Baisley's 6.3. So uh Giddy led them in rebounding by quite a bit. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, total assists, that one's also Giddy, 345 to Shea's no three surprise thir- there. 331. Um, steals Shea Gilles Just Alexander Led Blocks Darius Baisley Led Those are No surprises um, Who do you Think finished Second in Total points Behind Shea It's a Name uh, we Haven't Mentioned Yet I'm Going to Say Luke Dort. Luke Dort, Yeah 17 Because had- he Averaged
0: 17 So That's Right um, Somebody That's Averaging Nine Would have To play In Twice as many games. So.
1: It, this is so funny. It's just like, obviously, they wouldn't qualify, but you look on, you know, just points per game, sorting on basketball reference for the Thunder. Shea's number one at 24.5. Second, Yergos Kalizakis was 17.7, and then Lugan Stewart was 17.2. That's just bananas. It is bananas.
0: What did my good friend, Lindy Waters finish shooting the ball? I wonder, did he get, did he get above 36%?
1: He finished at 36.3%.
0: Hmm. Well, that's not bad, right? That'll get him a, that'll get him another look
1: at least. Who do you think led the Thunder in three point percentage with a minimum of 50 attempts?
0: Mike Muscala.
1: Mike Muscala is second. Oh really?
0: Yes. Not Ty Jerome, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, Ty Jerome that.
1: shot twenty nine percent. I'm uh, I'm I'm afraid I won't know at that point then. Isaiah Roby shot forty five percent from three on ninety four attempts. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Well he good was, for
0: him. I knew SAR didn't reach fifty shots. Yep.
1: Sar Sar was uh, Sar was thirteen of twenty nine.
0: Hmm. Isaiah but, Roby's an interesting case because you asked a great question a few nights ago. You said, "Should he feel bad about getting to play in all these games down the stretch?" And I think the answer might be yes. He should feel a little, a little bad
1: yeah. about it. Do, does it mean that they think JRE is better than Roby?
0: i got to believe the answer is yes,
1: but I actually don't see it right now. I, I'm not convinced either.
0: I mean, in terms of helping somebody win? Um, okay, i got a quiz for you. What was the most important game of the season?
1: <laughs> most important game of the season? Mm-hmm. This, I'm asking you stone-cold facts. This is very subjective. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think I could make a pretty good argument that everybody would say, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right about that.
1: The most important game of the season. Yes, I think so. Um, When Devontae Graham hit a half-court buzzer beater to, to beat the oh, Thunder. Well, that's a, oh, that's a big
0: one. That's a good one. That's a really good one. How about this one, though? December 6th. Detroit, Michigan. Thunder trails the Pistons by 18 and comes back and wins, 114-103.
1: <laughs> I don't if even the, remember that.
0: Well, I don't either. But <laughs> that it came up on the TV screen tonight as one of their big comebacks. If, they don't, if the Pistons don't blow that 18-point lead, well, then the Thunder's third and the Pistons are fourth in the, uh, in the lottery balls. So, we'll have to see how the how the ping pong balls go, but that's a, that could be a big one. That could be a big one.
1: Yeah, the other game, at least late down the stretch, that that, we'll, that I'll always remember is Isaiah Roby hitting that three in Portland to send the game into overtime when they were down no, by a lot, no, yeah, and then they, they win in overtime. Yeah, it,
0: it, and some of this, you know, some of this lottery tanking stuff is all a matter of timing. Thunder gets Portland twice in the final two weeks. You know, if you play them earlier, they're a much better team. They're trying. You don't sweep them, probably.
1: Yeah, the Thunder went four and zero against the Blazers.
0: Yeah, and that's not good. That's not good at all.
1: Not, not good. Um, just to just to wrap this up, Clippers. The the Thunder owns the Clippers pick. Uh, the Thunder wants the Clippers to lose the play-in. Uh, the Clippers will play at Minnesota in the seven-eight game, meaning the winner moves on. The loser plays the winner of San Antonio and New Orleans. Barry, uh, thoughts on the Western Conference play-in? Do you do you have Minnesota or the Los Angeles Clippers winning?
0: I'll have the T Wolves winning, but I don't. I think the Clippers will take care of business at home. New Orleans, San Antonio, not a good. Not a good, neither a good team. That's why the best bet was to somehow get the Lakers into the playoffs and and let the Lakers play in that do or die game against the Clippers. LeBron and Anthony Davis might could have summoned enough, uh, you know, uh, oomph to, uh, to upset the Clippers. Would have been played on the Clippers home court, but in front of more Laker fans. But, of course, the Lakers, you know, they couldn't get it done. So I I think the Clippers will make the playoffs, and therefore the Thunder will have the 15th overall pick.
1: So they will have, to be determined at the top, the 15th pick and the 30th pick. So a high pick, a medium pick, and a low pick. Uh, Using your predictions, Barry, that means one seed Phoenix would play the eighth seeded Los Angeles Clippers, which could be some serious drama if Kawhi Leonard comes back. Um, Two seed Memphis would play seven seed Minnesota. That would be a very fun series with young and up and coming teams. Obviously, I think Memphis would win. The three seed Warriors would play the six seeded Nuggets and the fourth seeded Mavericks would play the fifth seeded Jazz. And what will be a a very pivotal series, I think. All right. We'll have more to come. Um, just want to thank everyone for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast this season. I had a lot of fun doing this. Barry, it's great talking ball with you. And um, we'll probably jump back on here in a couple days to, to recap exit interviews. Well, I mean, the lottery is in a little more than a month. The draft is in June. Then it'll be summer league, and then there'll be training camp, and we'll be doing this all again before we know it. So thanks again, and we'll be back with you in a couple of days.